Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Have You Got Oil in Your Lamp? It shall be focused on a study of Matthew chapter 25. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, for the oil of the Holy Spirit which You've sent to us. May it come alive in our souls and set our minds on Christ. For You said, let the mind of Christ be in You. And we know that You did nothing except the Father showed You. And You did the will of the Father. Help us, Father, to be diligent in serving You. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Matthew chapter 25. Chapter 25 Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. 
Lo, there thou hast that as thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungred, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungred, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungred, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungred, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Questions and Answers on the Seals. This was preached in 1963 on March the 24th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 41 up to paragraph 81, and then from paragraph 102 up to paragraph 110. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Are the five wise virgins of Matthew 25 uh, attendants to the to the bride, or are they the bride? See, if these wise virgins are attendants to the bride, where is the bride? See, now to the best of my understanding, these five virgins, there were ten of them, you know, that went out. 
See? And this year is only a symbol or a parable. See? Uh, I'm going to tell you. See, there were ten of them. Of course, there were more than ten. That was just made a number. But then the, uh, the wise virgins had oil in their lamps. The unwise did not have oil in their lamps. So if that ten there of Matthew, if this is the, the person's question, if those ten there, did that mean that that would be the, uh, or these five, brother, that would be just five? See? Just five people? No, it doesn't mean that. It's just a symbol of the virgins, you see, of the virgin that went out with oil in her lamp. They are a portion of that bride. And to my understanding, and then you notice now that they were the virgins of the last watch coming down through the watches. There had been seven watches. And in the seventh watch, the Midnight hour, as we're striking now. See? Now, in this midnight watch, these virgins woke and trimmed their lamps and went in while the sleeping virgin. Now, this part here, this five, if that's the meaning of the question, what meaning was there just five? If we got many questions in here about this, the 7,000 and so forth. Now, that, that was just a symbol, a part of it. And all that waken in this last age here, the seventh watch, that if they wasn't but, uh, but five that awakened at that time, or was translated, went in with the bride, so forth, the bridegroom. Now, if they themselves, that don't mean there's only going to be five, because they're sleeping all down through the ages as we've come this week. See? In the days of, uh, of Paul, the angel of the church at Ephesus, Paul, found in this church, being the messenger to it. Remember, Paul, founding the church at Ephesus, become the messenger to that church. And the spirit was in the land that time was a lion spirit. And a lion is a lion of the tribe of Judah, which is Christ. And Christ is the word. Paul, with the word of that age. Thousands fell asleep in that age. Is that right? Then come the next age. And the uh, uh, time the church got settled down in, in dark age, the ox spirit went forth, work, labor, and sacrifice, and give their lives. Thousands times thousands fell asleep under martyrdom and everything. They're waiting. Then in the next age come the Lutheran, the Reform age. There went the wisest and cunningest of man. If you notice, Man went forth with that, and when he did, he added his own shrewdness. That's what married him into the other part, see? see? If he just stayed with God's wisdom, just reforming and pulling out, but what did he do? After that man that had the message, Luther, after the death of Luther, they had a Lutheran organization. After the death of Wesley, they had a Methodist organization, see? There, you keep going that way. It, it's just, it does that. Now, I want you to, to, to notice this. See, now someone might ask about the Pentecostal, which was the, the third age. You see, each one of those ages only taken a dip into the Holy Spirit. Justification is a work of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification is a work of the Holy Spirit. But the baptism is the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's the reason they're talking a prophetic prophet 
to come down no messier to the age because the Holy Ghost came himself in his fullness of the baptism. But at the end of the age, as it always ends up on the others, we find there then the messenger sent and all these scruples and things are to be placed in their places. Like that. Then the rapture comes for the church. But as many as lotting all these different things, the sun turning to darkness, the moon, they put that way back here in the Christian age. They just fail to see them. Three questions was asked our Lord there, see, when he answered them. Now, last night, I think there's no question at all. We took each one of those questions and put them right on the seals, and the seals is a whole book together itself. Believe that, doctor? See, the whole thing just wrapped together. And we took what Jesus said here. They asked three questions. See, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? What's the end of the world? And he come right down and we pulled them, everyone under that but one. What was that? Seventh seal. Why? See? It's not known. That's it. Every one of them come right out. I paralleled them right exactly back and forth. And um, me, uh, when I wrote last night and got in there, got to, I went back to look at my old note I took out. Oh, back there. Well, I see where I put one in the other's place. I got across them back and forth. That's what that, I guess you called it. You, you get it? See? I wrote down here what I was going to write over on this other side and wrote over here. But, to, uh, but both of them, 9-11 or 9-6 or what? Uh, 6 and 11 and 9-11, and, and and which it wasn't so. It by its first the next verse under. See? And that was it. The, the answer between the pestilence and the war. You see? That's where it was. So uh, I was just so happy. I was just uh, carrying on like a... Uh, I was enjoying the stimulation from the revelation. <laughs> so I, I put it this over here, sitting there the pencil or pen, and I put down it at 11 on both places when I shouldn't have been. I think it's 9 instead of 11 for the other side. But now, did you see how perfectly they paralleled? Now, don't forget that. They paralleled down to the sixth and stopped. See? And what's the, what's the opening of the seals? It comes down to the sixth. Stops. Just silence in heaven, that's all it's there. For the space of a half hour. Now, now in these, I, I have to hurry up and answer these because, see, each one of them is a sermon four weeks long. You see, on, on each one, you just get off on something else. But I, I don't mean to do that because I want to get everybody's question as far as I can. These virgins, see, they're made up of. That's just part of them in that age. See? Each age has the virgins. See? Um, a seal, the angel comes to the church, to the angel of the church of Ephesus. Right. See? Then get over here. Then after the writing to the church of Ephesus, compare that back, a seal's open. That's just the way we're bringing it. I get it all to you. See what I mean? If the Lord willing. What do they have first? Church ages. That right? Next thing, the message to the church ages. Everybody get that clear now? Yeah. First, we got the church ages and got the history, laid down the Nicaea uh, councils and pre Nicaea councils and everything that we could find in history and found out that the correct interpretation of the word was exactly with the history. And bring it on down to this day and this Lady Osea. And you, you don't have to have history of that. This is making history now. See? There it is. And then showed what would be in this age. Now we come back with the seals and open that seal. God opens that seal for us. What's that? 
First is the messenger, church age. Next is the seven seals. Now, we find out the corruption that hits in the seventh church age, but the seventh seal doesn't reveal anything. What's going to happen to it? See? Because at the end of that church age is to come a prophetic gift to reveal these things. Are you following it? All right. Now, notice how each one of those seals... Then I come over here and those three questions ask Jesus Christ, what, when will these things be? There won't be one stone on another. When will this be taken down, this religious center of the world, and another be set up? When will it be Antichrist rise? See? And what went out to meet it? The Word. The Word against the Word. Then it settled down to politics and everything else. There went the ox labor. See? That's exactly the second. And Jesus said so in Matthew 24. See? Then we come down from that to the kindness of the reformers. The man, beast, went out to meet it. That's what takes place. Then we come down the next to the fourth seal when Antichrist become a conglomerations and had a name, Death. Now watch what Jesus said. And he would throw her to the fires and even kill her children. That's death riding. That's both Protestant and Catholic. Mark of death on each one of them. Her and her children be destroyed. So if you're depending on your denomination, you better get away from it right now. Amen. And then when it comes to the seventh seal, Jesus stopped right there. He opened the sixth seal by saying... The moon will be turned into blood and darkness and everything. These things that take place. We come right over here and open up the sixth seal. After the sixth seal is open, they swing right back and show the same thing. There you are with three different places in the Scripture tied them together with the revelation. See? Watch. The place that Jesus said so, the place that when he opened the book, it was hid from the foundation of the world, and then the revelation of this day, you're placing it right in there, ties the three together. And three is a witness. So it's true. It's absolutely true. Now, these virgins that come along here, they are the ones that fall asleep and then the whole body's made up together of that group. That goes to make the see, to make the the wise virgins and the unwise virgins are the one that started back there at the same time the wise virgins started, Antichrist, and they are the ones that tries to buy oil. Now, just look here. See how perfect you Everywhere you go, if I could stand here and talk the things that's revealed in that room, I tell you, swing your heads around. But how are you going to do it when you got a whole thing here? And then you somehow know when you get away from people, that it begins to open up. Mystery. Then you see things that you're daring to say to the people, too. Because, you see, if they would, they start little isms. And let's look what this little gift of healing has done. How it confused the church. Everybody had a sensation. Everybody had this right down in my heart. God knows it's the truth. I know it wasn't right because he told me so. But it's a false impersonation to only throw the people off. That's right. Now, but you see, you can't say those things. Best just leave it alone. And you remember the third pool? He said, don't tell nobody. What did I say was that? How many remembers that? Sure. 
Remember standing there trying to lace that eyelet and that little shoe in the vision? He said, you can't teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. Now I said, this will be the third pole and it will not be no one. So help me by the grace of God. Now, now we're, we're right down at the end time now. It won't be too long until mercy seat will be judgment seat. While you see these saints coming in and these people coming in, you better come in too if you're not already in. Now, gathered in heavenly places, see, it also means more than just to be rejoicing. In heavenly places, if you're really assembled in Christ, it's a fearful thing. Standing by the, that angel of the Lord, you think you'd just be shouting and screaming? Ah, that's not it. Scares you to death, nearly. So you see, there, there's a difference in this rejoicing and bubble dancing, which is all right, and then coming down to the real thing. That's where the fear, it's a fearful thing. You know, it's your fear, you're lost, but you really, the poor angelic being in the Holy Ghost himself standing there. Now, that will be part of the bride. That's what we'll go to, to make it up. See? What does see thou hurt not the oil and the wine mean in Revelation 6, 6? It's the Holy Spirit. Maybe we just got through that. Probably somebody will come in a little late for the message. They for the other tapes, you see. Uh, hurt not the oil and the wine. What does the oil and wine mean? The oil, as we took it in symbol, means the Holy Spirit. See? Wine is, um, and oil is connected together in the Bible in worship. See? And the wine is, we, but that's where I got the idea of the stimulation. Wine stimulates. And wine, uh, in its, uh, its uh, anti-type of its natural from stimulation is revelation. Now just think, what stimulates the church? Revelation. Okay. So wine, the new wine would be, now watch, the oil and wine went together in sacrifice, went together in, in the church worship. Now notice, symbol together, connected together. You've got a concordance, you look, you see a whole string where wine and oil is met together in worship. If you've got a, a crudence, why it says up there, now, notice on this. But now you see, the oil is always the Holy Spirit. We find that over in Ezekiel, and we find it in the Old Testament, we find it all through the New Testament. Why do we anoint the sick with oil? We anoint the sick with oil because it symbolizes the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon them. See? Also, the wise virgin had oil. The unwise had no oil. Spirit. See? Now that is the oil. And then the wine, if, if, if the oil represents, represents God, God is spirit. See? God is word. In the beginning was word. Word was with God. Word was made flesh. And that was God. Amen. Now, then if the word now in, sets here in a, a natural form, now, the wine is the water like that, or the revelation 
that reveals that uh, interpretation of the word which stimulates the believer. You see, my, they just say, I've never seen it before. My glory, that's what? See, stimulation of revelation. I didn't know that till the other day sitting there either, see. Now, that's what the, the oil and wine, that was, see, you heard as the black horse rider. And that was during the time of the dark age, the third age of the, of the church. Notice, and in there, there's just a little bit of it left. Just a little bit. But don't hurt it. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for speaking to us. May we take the words that we've heard and may they germinate in our hearts and spring forth to everlasting life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it's close enough that it's I can almost hear the Father say, My son, go get my children, get my children, cause at the midnight cry. We'll be going home. Oh, yes, we will. I, I look around me. I can see the prophecies. They are fulfilling. Oh, yes, they are. Signs of these evil times They are appearing everywhere Oh Lord I could almost see the Father
my son go get my children go get my children cause at the midnight cry oh yes the bride of Christ shall arise so your church get ready cause when Jesus steps out oh yes. on a cloud to call his children he's gonna call his children where the dead in Christ shall arise yes. to meet him in the Just wait. 
Oh, oh. 